confused because she gets irritated. Whatever irritates Kim, I like Too to funny, do. Mama. <laughs> so Oh my gosh. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Funny Mamas. I'm Sherry Shepard and we have a special guest with us this evening, Coca Brown, also known hey, as Two Funny Mama. Yep. All by yourself. I'm telling you, honey, how poetic is this, honey? It's the triad now. <laughs> Girl, I'm so excited that you're here. Now I have to tell everybody, Coca's here taking uh, Kim Whitley's place because they both had to shoot Cedric the Entertainer's show, The Neighborhood, on CBS. They have a recurring role. And so Kim has her show, Daily Pop, and it was just, it was a lot. Y'all yeah, know when Kim gets really tired, she gets distracted, and I didn't feel like having her put her feet in the camera when she gets distracted, Coca. So I told her she couldn't do the show today. I okay. said, no, she goes, <laughs> And I she was like, she, I'll do it, I'll do it. Absolutely. I mean, I wasn't no set five seconds. She's a girl I need you tonight. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Kim is actually, you guys, Coca, she let Coca do the podcast from her home. So Coca is in Kim's office. Where is yes. Kim at? Is she cooking Joshua dinner? She upstairs? I don't know. I hear her, but I haven't seen her yet. I know she's here. But they've got me closed off. Anybody? I have not heard so any loud verbalities. <laughs> you will. Don't worry about it. It will be coming. <laughs> okay. I'm, okay. It's such a dream because, and then I have to let everybody know. So this is Coca's second appearance on Two Funny Mamas. You guys are going to see her again probably around mid-April because she filled in for me because right now I am still in Vancouver and I'm shooting this movie. And Coca filled in for me, and we're going to advertise this so that you can um, watch it. But they also interviewed Mr. Marcus, the retired yes. adult entertainer. Yes. And you guys had a really good time, huh? <laughs> a real good time. <laughs> I know, and but it wasn't, it wasn't what you think, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's very sweet. You know, you would never know it if you just met him on the street that, you know, he has a past. <laughs> and that's the thing watching and so just to let everybody know mr marcus kim what if you've if you've watched any adult entertainment then you i'm sure you've seen mr marcus in one of his many many riveting riveting films uh in the adult entertainment industry and kim said i want to interview mr huh i'm laughing because you said riveting riveting <laughs> He, he was he was riveting people. He sure was riveting. Um, yes, Lord. But Kim came to me and she said, I really want to interview him because I think they were both at Lunell's party, her birthday party mm. slash coming to America premiere party. And mm. she was just like, Sherry, he's so smart. He's so gorgeous. He's got these businesses. And I said, I, why are we interviewing an adult star entertainment? Mm. And she said, I'm telling you, all of the women are going to like it. So I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Coca, you filled in. Now, this yes. is what happened. This is the, they filmed this show already. That it was the show that was supposed to be airing this Thursday. It is not going mm -hmm. to air this Thursday. Our show is going to air, Coca. Do you know why? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know if you know why your show with Mr. Marcus is not going to air this Thursday. Okay, I don't. This show, th that show is not going to air this Thursday, today, because 
we got our first advertiser oh. for our show. Okay. Which is very exciting. We've really been trying hard to get an advertiser for our show. Okay. So we got our first cool. advertiser, girl, mm. and the guess who the advertiser is? Who? Disney. Oh, that's so, why. Okay. <laughs> so it's not it's not really Disney, but Disney right. is like world domination. It has a lot of subsidiaries. So mm. Disney owns the the uh, company that's advertising with us. So when right. when I was told that oh you know Disney owns this company, I said uh, excuse me, we we uh, interviewing. Uh, we have a, a guest host named Coca, and she was like, "Oh, I love her. I watch her stand up. She's seen you." She was like, "Oh, she's great. Okay. That's not a problem." I said, "But um, yeah. Coca is interviewing an adult entertainer," and she was like, "A porn star?" And I said, yeah, sorta, <laughs> sorta. And she said, "Oh, hmm." <laughs> a little so bit. So we happen a to have bit. a. Coca, I'm not playing. We happen to have a black agent. And she, we got yes. off the phone and she was like, it, uh, this is your first advertiser. Right. They, they might be working with you again. Uh, can right. you please put that somewhere else? So we had right. to quickly, you know, exactly. it's, like, it's like if you leave your adult toy out on the nightstand, you got to put it Exactly. Up. And, and realize you've got company. Yeah. And we got company. So that's why, mm -hmm. so you guys will see that episode of Coca with Kim and mm. interviewing Mr. Marcus, the retired adult entertainment star. He likes to be called yes. that instead. Y'all kept calling him a porn star. Right. <laughs> he's more than that. He's absolutely more than that. And so you guys are going to see that mid-April. But if you have any yes. questions, let me know. Uh, email twofunnymamas at gmail.com, and then we can still send them to Mr. Marcus so he can answer. So that's what I wanted to explain. On to you, Coca. Yes. You are in town and y'all mm -hmm. might recognize coca from uh the oj story were you juror number nine uh i don't even remember what number it was i just know i was queen b that was my so name that's like the, <laughs> you you like the you were like the foreman something like that yeah exactly i was the one that basically johnny cochran who was played by courtney b vance realized had a little bit of power over the jurors so a lot of times when he was doing his closing arguments it was a lot of silent communication between us because he knew i had the power to sway the jury now you used a lot of your facial expressions you got really great facial expressions you used to doing stand up and mm -hmm. making them laugh and by the way if you guys ever see coca in your town Coca Brown, y'all better run to the comedy clubs because it's hard to follow this girl. I actually yeah. was at the improv. I was at the improv with Coca and people were stomping on the floor with their feet. I never seen nothing like it. <laughs> you hit that closer and I'm not gonna tell people what the closer is because you gotta go see no. her to see the closer. Yeah. And people lost their ever loving minds. And then they whispered to me, Sherry, you're next. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going home. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> you had it, girl. You had it. You was good. Oh, look at that. You, you was good. You was good. You was good. You was good. I was scared to death to follow your behind. You are, I don't even know that the adjective to describe you. You are one of the strongest female comedians I've ever seen. That's what I'm gonna say. You, you're behind. You get on stage, and your motto is, "I'm taking no prisoners." I was watching. Mm -hmm. and I said, "Well, she ain't in jail, 
So I don't know why she got the attitude of I'm taking no prisoners. <laughs> what goes through your mind when you're on stage? You know, it's funny. People always, you know, say stuff like, you know, girl, you done made it. You done made it. But you got to stay in my mind. I have it. So every time I touch a microphone, I'm like, this might be that moment, you know, that takes me to the stratosphere. So when I say I take no prisoners, it's like I hit that stage every time. Like it's the last time I'll ever touch it. It's, it's that veracity in me, you know? I feel like I have something to prove. It's crazy, people say I don't, but that's just me, you know? I feel like you're only as good as your last set, so you better bring it, you know? So it, it's wow. funny, because people, I have gone to clubs where, like the like like chocolate Sundays, and I'll be number three, and I go to the bathroom and come back, and I'm closing. I'm like, how'd that happen? <laughs> and they're like, Coco, nobody- I tell you, when you me. go to the toilet every single time. <laughs> every single time. But, you know, I always say I was raised by wolves in this business, girl. I was raised by some of the comedy greats that, you know, take charge on stage, control the stage. I mean, you know, when I think about, you know, I, I came up in the game with a lot of dudes, you know, like the J.B. Smooths, the Mike Epps, you know, the Rob Stapletons, you know what I'm saying? I, I, the Freddie Ricks, you know, I, these cats, the Tony Roberts, like, you know, they, they wouldn't let me just be a cute female comedian. They made me... You know, be able to go toe to toe with the boys. So I remember when I first moved to LA, and Spike at Mo Better Monday said to me one night, "You ain't got to go that hard here." And I'm like, I don't know any other way to do it. <laughs> See, because now the people that you name for everybody, if you're not familiar with those names, Freddie Ricks and Tony mm -hmm. Roberts and and Rob Stapleton um, mm -hmm. and JB Smooth, they're rapid fire. All of those comics, rapid fire with the punchlines. Boom, 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 boom. Right. So you right. can't get up there and be like, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> you right. know, I was walking and then you you can't come no. after that because they whip the audience into such a frenzy. You mm -hmm. gotta keep them in that frenzy. So yeah. what that's amazing that you learn behind it because that's what you do when you come to LA and you get on stage. And I go, this girl done whipped this damn audience into a frenzy. Don't you know LA is chill? What is she right. doing? Right, I mean, people was looking at me like, what's wrong with you? But you know, coming up in like the Baltimore clubs, the DC clubs, the New Jersey, Philly, New York clubs, you couldn't go on stage and be like, hi, hi, boo, boo. <laughs> You had to come on stage like raw, you know, like bust the rhymes. <laughs> so, you know, so I funny. learned to tone uh -huh. it down and still be funny, of course, you know, but I learned to, it's okay to take your time into delivery. It's okay. Time it, you know, slow it down, you know. So it, it got to a point that now I can go, I can go from zero to 60 if I need to, but I can keep it at about a nice little 45 and I'm still good. What do you, you know, I've always wanted to get into the mind of a comedian. Even though I do stand-up mm -hmm. comic, I love the art of stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. So when you're, when you're looking at something, because I think people say we're a little bit, we see things a little bit weirder than other mm -hmm. people, which is why we're able to get on stage. Right. What, when you come up with a, a bit, like what goes through your mind in trying to craft a joke? What do you find funny that mm -hmm. you say, you know what, I think I'm going to take that on stage? I would tell you a lot of my greatest bits have happened in the car with friends mm. where just an observation or just me talking and they're in the car just dying. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm just talking, what's wrong with y'all? You know, And they're like, you're killing me, you're killing me. They pulling the car over. 
And that's where a lot of my greatest bits have come from, where I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go on stage and see what happens with this. And I don't know if it comes from my acting background or just that, you know, I was that kid doing spelling bees and theater when I was a kid. You know, timing to me always came very natural and delivery. Even sometimes when I talk, I don't mean to make it sound like a punchline. It's just how I talk and people, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just end the sentence with, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Cause that's what happened. And they're like, I did that. I'm like, what just happened? But you know, for me, a lot of times it's just observations. And then too, because I'm constantly seeing things and I think I see things outside the box. I just go on stage and talk from my heart. And because of that delivery and that timing that's ingrained in me, it comes off like a bit. I still have to take my sets because I'll stumble on stuff. You know, just talking mm-hmm. about something that I saw earlier that day, and then boom, I've got a bit that I can build from. So, you know, I'm the person that I'll be at your party and I'll be in the cut for about an hour before I start mingling. But after that, I've gotten all the material I needed. <laughs> so. Have you found, because this is what so many female comics go through, hmm. have you ever dated anybody or gone out on a date with somebody that you met at a club or once you told hmm. them you were a comic, they were like, ooh. You found it hard today being a female comic? You know, you get either, like, there's a few scenarios. You get the one that thinks you always want to crack a joke. You always want to be funny. They, they think they can out-joke you. And the minute you hit them with a, a, a jab, because that's what you do, they, you can see their ego and their pride just disintegrate right in front of you. And you're like, yeah, we ain't going to make it. This is our last date. You know, because <laughs> I, I, you came at me and I'm a professional. This is what I do. Or you get the ones who try to uh, act like what you do is not that special. Right. So that you don't have this this talent and this God-given gift. So they try to kind of like, that was all right, but I know so-and-so funnier than you. I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. You know, then you get the one that all of a sudden realizes she know everybody. Now I can know everybody. Now they want to be the life of the party when you go into the club and you look and they mingling. I'm like, would you get your tail over here? You don't even know them people. <laughs> Do you know what? I went on a date with somebody. Oh, so bad. Really? Because he yeah. was he was really, really good looking. He was a mm-hmm. nice gentleman. But mm-hmm. because he was a producer of sorts, there were some things where he produced comedy shows and he was like you know people people say i'm real funny and i was like here we go here we go and everything he did he was trying to tell a joke coca i mean and i kept thinking to myself does he know i'm a standout like why are you doing it's not funny and i this is what i was doing i was like (laughs) (laughs) right you're trying to be you're trying to be sweet and girly because that's the thing too they think that we're so non-feminine but we're actually very feminine. The, the, the persona that I am on stage is very different than who I am off stage. You know? and, they, and they want you to either be that all the time or they're like, well, why can't you go on stage and be that? I'm like, well, that's not Coco Brown. You're dating Farrah Brown, it's a difference. Totally different. See, and I dated mm-hmm. somebody, I, we dated for about a year. And we met mm-hmm. at, I don't know if you remember, if you were here back then, it was a club called Carlos and Charlie's, in LA mm-hmm. girl. And mm-hmm. I was doing stand-up. I think it was, oh, geez, it might have been D.O. Hughley was there that night. It was like an open oh, wow. mic night. D.O. Mm-hmm. Hughley was there. Jamie was there. And I met this guy. He was very cute. And we dated for a year. It was a mm-hmm. horrible year. Because then he kept saying, why are you so loud all the time? When you met me, 
I was loud. I was loud. I was on stage killing. Then he was like, why you tell all your business on stage? That ain't nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was all girl. It was they don't the get worst it. They don't get year. it. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Like, well, why do we have to, when you go in the room, it's like it, you, you the life of the party. Cause that, when you met me. Cause I've earned that, I've earned that spot. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I walk in the room, you know, sometimes the sea will part. Oh snap, Coca Brown here. Is you going up? You going up? <laughs> that spot okay i earned them stripes how about that announcing the mocha podcast network an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians sherry shepherd and kim whitley we're funny and we have a yes. point of view we call that edumatainment that's what we call it Ed- is that what it is veteran tv journalist rolanda watts Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, Targeted electronic newsletter. Experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Yeah, it sometimes is rough. It's because you're single, right? I'm very single, yeah, real single. You're very single. You have a son. He's yeah. how old? He's eight. He's eight going on 28, girl. I ain't going to be able to date till he, he go to college. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right, because Jeffrey told me he was get, just getting water from the water dispenser. He was like, I just want to tell you, I don't ever, 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 ever want another daddy. And, and he, he kept saying it. He was like, and if you get another, if you get a boyfriend, I'm going to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to oh do God. something. Okay, first of all, Coca, I turned off the tape recorder because it was so cute what he was saying. I said, right. I can't post it because they going to call the police. You sound <laughs> weird. I'm never going to be able to get a dude because you right. just told him you're going to murder him in his sleep. Right, right. Oh, yeah, my son, I can't get him out of my bed. I don't know what it is. He can start in his bed. Somehow he always ends up in mine. So one night, you know, he started in my bed. We're watching a movie. And I said, baby, what, what, what's going to happen when mommy gets a husband? You know, because he's going to want to sleep in here with me. And he looked at me like I told him Santa Claus wasn't real. And he was like, huh? He said, uh, no, nah, he can sleep in my room. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh. Hey, girl. 
at what age, because this always happens, boys like to right. sleep with their mamas. Right. At what age have you thought about when you would say to him, no more sleeping with mommy? Because I'm going to tell you, that's going to be a problem. I can't lie. I, you know, I, I'm trying to keep it as PG as possible because of your uh, your sponsors. But the, the minute he gets <laughs> hair in places, the minute we start seeing hair, the minute I find the crusty sock. <laughs> yeah, that's you can't sleep like, with mama no more. Okay. That's a little, that's a little, because I'm telling you, Coca, at some age, I think Jeffrey slept with me until he was maybe, I think it was about eight. I think it was about eight oh, years okay. old. Mm-hmm. And, and may, maybe nine. And he okay. wanted to keep, and we, we had a great relationship. I turned over, went to sleep. He was, he just couldn't sleep unless he was in bed right. with me. Right. And, um. Then you know what? Because they gonna start looking at that bed as theirs. They are, he he, mm-hmm. he gonna walk in your bedroom. He gonna be like, "Why you got your bedroom door locked, mommy? Open up the door. <laughs> open up the door." So you want to give him a year, Coca, to get used to not being in your bed, right? Because right. looks as his bed, his mommy, mm-hmm. and mommy got needs. I'm just, we keeping it clean. Yeah, but I'm. T- you got to give him a year. He need a year padding because he going to want to come get in that bed with you. I'm serious. Like he starts, he start. he always starts. And like we started it last year. He go in your room, go in your room. Cause sometimes mommy doesn't want to go to sleep when you go to sleep. You got to go to sleep early because you have school. Mommy gets a lot of her work done. And sometimes she wants to do it on her bed. And so, but somehow throughout the night, I end up with a foot in my face, you know, or he's, we have a, I have a California king size bed. How does the child end up Me here? Too. <laughs> right on your, with his foot, his foot right there on your face. Right, it's like, dude, it's all this bed over here. What is wrong with you? It's like I don't right. know. It's like it's all of a sudden shifted. He became very territorial. You know, um, mm-hmm. I remember this one guy. We were doing a business deal together. It was a business deal, but he came over to pick up some papers, and it was maybe about ten o'clock at night. He had been in the bed for a good hour and a half. I guess he smelt that there was a man in the house. And this child came marching downstairs in his little Spider-Man pajamas, honey, and just was standing there with his little arms folded. I said, what are you doing up? He said, I wanted some chocolate milk. Then I said, okay, well, okay. So I said, well, this is Mr. So-and-so. And he walked over to him and he shook his hand real hard. But my, my homeboy has taught my son that when you shake a man's hand, very firm, look him in the eye. So but it was like super firm. because My boy was like, oh, wow, you got a good grip. And he said, yeah. Yeah. And I said, what, you know? And so he said, so what's your name again? And um, he was like, so-and-so. And he said, huh, okay. How you know my mama? And he said, oh, we, we do business together. He said, you a comedian? And he said, no, 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 I'm not a comedian. He said, oh, okay. So then I gave him his chocolate milk, right? And I said, well, it's time to go back to bed. Say goodnight. Girl, he took the milk. He walked away. He said, well, good night." He walked away. Girl, he turned back around. And as clear as day, holding that little chocolate milk. So how long you staying, bruh? Oh, <laughs> oh, girl, he when was- I tell you, I didn't know what I wanted to laugh, but then the part of me was like, who do you think you are? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my boy is dying. He is cracking up. He's like, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to leave in a few minutes. He said, oh, okay, okay. And he, as he's walking upstairs, he's looking back at him like, okay, okay. You know, okay. and I'm like, and this was like seven. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it gets worse when you're a teenager. Like, my son doesn't even talk to me. He pays me no attention. But it. if he hears, because but he still comes and says, good night, mommy. And he yeah. gives me a kiss. So if he right. comes in my office, Coca, he sees me on a Zoom, and he hears a right. male voice, he will uh -oh. back up and look to see who I'm talking to and go, I want to yep. talk to him. Like, and he wasn't letting his presence be known. I'm telling you that thing. I, and I don't know, have you ever dated a man with like a teenage daughter? That's what would scare me. Um, I haven't dated a guy with a teenage daughter, but I did date a guy who had two boys. And one was a teenager and one was Phoenix's age. That a teenager, um, he was on some groupy stuff. Because when his father brought him over to my house, he said, yo, you live in large, you live in large. I want you to be my mama. You live in large. <laughs> so I'm like, bruh, me and your dad hold up, you know. But the baby got very attached to me because he was only a year older than Phoenix. And, oh. and, he, and his mom wasn't really in the picture. So when he realized Phoenix was in the bed with me, he wanted to get in the bed with me. And I said, well, honey, we don't get in the bed with our street clothes on. And then he said, well, can I have some pajamas? Because I want to lay in the bed with you, too. So literally, I had to get him some pajamas because he wanted to lay in the bed with me, too. And then one morning, girl, he asked me just as point blank. He said, you going to marry my daddy? And I said, well, oh. I don't know, baby. I said, you know, we're, we're dating right now. And he said, well, I want you to marry my daddy because I want you to be my mommy, too. Girl, when I tell you, I was like, oh, my God. And I hated the fact that me and his daddy broke up because his daddy was a butthole. <laughs> that's the hard thing because you he got think so about attached to me. And I'm like, dude, get it together. We could be a great blended family here. Your kids love me or whatever, you know, especially the baby boy. You know, him and Phoenix <laughs> were like homies. They were tight. But, and, but dad was just a butthole. <laughs> hard thing. Now he's he's doggone he's dumb and acting stupid but that's right. the hard thing when do you introduce your kids to that significant other because oh. you, your child's heart this is what I learned from my second marriage to husband 1A I, in, mm. I didn't introduce Jeffrey to him for it must have been about four months into okay. us dating because I said, I don't want my son to get attached to you. And then, and then it's hard for me to mm -hmm. unattach because my son is mm -hmm. in love with you. Exactly. So it was like, but I really wanted Jeffrey to know him because I said, I need to know. He came to New York to live with me for probably the last three months before we got married. Because I said, I need Jeffrey. I need to see how you react when Jeffrey's in the backseat of your SUV and he spills the mm -hmm. ice cream cone. Because I don't want to be falling in love with you, married mm -hmm. to you, and then y'all, mm -hmm. you you two are not connecting. So exactly, I did that. exactly. And it broke my heart, girl, when I had to tell Jeffrey that we was getting divorced because he cried and he said, but Sal is my daddy. He's not my daddy anymore. And I was just like, oh, man. Because I really wanted to, I just was like, oh, I really wanted to go, uh, well, if he hadn't done this, A, B, this, Girl, C, D, we, we, this, now, you want to get to that conversation? Try, imagine if it's your biological sons, like the, the biological daddy. And you, you have to be like, because I'm going through that right now Can where I'm having to really bite my tongue a lot because my you know like you said what 
Did I get frozen? Sure, yeah, yeah you're, you're frozen. I just, you know, I've just been really been going through it and really needing somebody to talk to. But BetterHelp, this is great for you because it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Oh, that's right. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed even. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, you know? And I love that. And I love that you can read their testimonials, which they post daily, if you go to betterhelp.com slash reviews. That's right. Visit betterhelp.com slash mocha. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You know, Kim, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Two Funny Mamas listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash mocha. Okay, so hey, listeners. Hey, viewers. How y'all doing? I know you're like, where Kim come from? I'm here with Coca. Brown. <laughs> we just had this discussion. Yeah. Because Sherry was like, well, first of all, I jumped in because Sherry's screen froze. Yes. I have to go to Daily Pop. I told y'all to do Daily Pop. So I usually go to bed about this time. But Sherry said she was having problems up in Canada and her screen froze. Do we have a picture, Chris, of the frozen Sherry? Wait, that's another one. Is she naked? What in the world? What? So listeners, no, that's a different one. Where's the other? Yeah, we have a picture. There, there she is. That's a, <laughs> we have a picture of stripper Sherry. Yes, uh, I, yes. I was arrested at my bachelorette party. Look at it. <laughs> she looks drunk and high. It's a crazy picture, everyone, for the listeners. Yes, but the hair is fierce. She looks like a Kardashian, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. Even that testimonial. So I heard y'all was on a roll. Y'all was really We was kidding. We was talking about, you know, our kids and dating with kids and you know, we were about to go into ex-husbands. <laughs> that was going to be a whole, nother, whole conversation. nother conversation. You know, just dealing with that. But, you know, we were talking about, you know, just trying to date when you got kids. Oh, wow. Okay, you know, so that was her. the conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, is it difficult? Well, yeah, I mean, for me, it's hard because I can't just really have fun anymore. Because I don't want to waste time just kidding with somebody that yeah. I know would never, ever be stepdaddy material. Yeah. You know, I'm out of that age where I can. Cause, you hear you know. that, Chris? <laughs> I, I've been taking I've been taking notes on how to head up a black family, and you know that. <laughs> how to head one up? That's even funny. I love it. I love it. Okay. What is it? What What about just a booty call? Is See, the booty calls are cool and all, but you know, I don't know if you've caught this, but I be having my booty calls catch feelings. Oh, I didn't think about that. And realize that we're not on that type of time and you serve a purpose in my life. And now you're trying to be my man, but you're not man material. material. You know what I'm saying? No, you're not my man material. You you fun boy. <laughs> but, then, but then you go in the relationship and say that up front. I be thinking it's, a, it's it's understood. Why? You sound like me, boy. Because some of these dudes really be like, you know, I'm just trying to kick it. I know you mad busy. That's what they hit me with. I know you mad busy. You got mad stuff going on. You ain't got time for a relationship. You telling me about me, like, like you know me so well. And then I'm like, okay, so that's the kind of time you want to be on? That's how we kicking it? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next thing I know, you know, you calling a lot and you checking in. 
what you doing? Where you at? Yes. I'm like, wait a minute, you don't get these privileges. No, you just, you don't. Yo, Andre, Andre know what a booty call is. Uh, oh, Lord. What he's like, so, okay. <laughs> She's gonna put you on the spot, brother. That's okay. I know. Um, like you better go to one right now. Yep. Oh, God. Got the hat on, like the walk of shame hat. You understand, Sherry gonna end up cussing him out. Why? Because <laughs> he just jumped. Get your arm out of her her square. Oh. <laughs> your shoulders in her square, you're just trying to get me up on you. Andre, stop. You got women on here. They'll be mad. I don't um, want Chris to get mad either. So. Right, Chris will get mad. He's much bigger than me. <laughs> yes, he is. Body-wise. I'm That don't mean nothing, Chris. Don't you believe it? So we were talking about, do you know when a woman is just using you, Andre? Like, do you know when you are just a toy, or not yeah, a toy, fun boy. A fun boy. Fun boy. Oh, there you go, Chris, you're so smart. Yes, and I don't mind at all. No, but they be catching feelings. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about, men who catch feelings and thinking they more than what they are, and they the fun boy, and yeah. they just the fun boy, but they want to be the boyfriend. Right, right. Do you know, or does a person have to spell it out to you? Well, communication is, is important, so. You don't want to assume because sometimes, you know, think puts you on the other foot. It works for ladies too. Be like, oh, we were just, you know, we just kicking it. Mm. And you're like, but I thought I was your girlfriend. Like, join. Oh, yeah. You, you, you normally hear that with women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That get situations, dude told you up front, I don't want a relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want. Pushed out the back I'm sorry. I don't want commitment. You know what I'm saying? And then mm. she catches feelings. But I've noticed a lot of dudes are getting like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just kicking it, having a good time. Like, you know, it's this one guy, you know, I'm gonna tell my business, mm -hmm. but he was my trip guy. You know, I needed to get away and have some mama time and just some R&R. &R. He would meet me wherever I was at. Nice. You know what I'm saying? That was our thing. And the next thing I know, he was like, I want this to be more regular thing. And I'm like, well, I can only take time off. He said, no, 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 no. Like, like, like me and you, let's just try this. And I'm like, huh? You know, and the only reason why I didn't look at him seriously, because I ain't gonna lie, you know, dude didn't have the most stable career. You know, he didn't have a lot to offer other than that body and other parts. You know, he was, <laughs> he was fun and stuff. And I'm like, but you're not, I, I was trying to figure a, a nice, nice and respectable way to, way to say, you're not man material for me, right. because I'll be taking care of you. You know what I'm saying? Because you, and I'm not saying in terms of money, like, dude, dude ain't had no real job. Like he was just really fine with a beautiful body. You know, he was eye candy. You so know? What, he didn't have any brain? Like what, why didn't you like him then? Well, cause he like I said- potential? The thing was he was all over the place. You ever met somebody who changes careers every six months? Ooh. Like every time you turn around, they get a, a different career. They can't stay, they can't focus on something until it's accomplished. They keep switching all over the place. Like one minute he was a, you know, a stripper, you know, then he was a barber, <laughs> then, <laughs> then he fixed cars, then he fixed houses, then he, you know, manages a club. And he was well, he's just diversified. I guess so, but how do you ain't never got no, I mean, it, it never. Think like, about it, if your car break down, he got you. But you know what? If your son need a haircut. But, got gotcha. you. but that's the thing. He was never that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when he was decided to be a massage therapist. Do two and didn't come on with three. He decided to be a massage therapist. <laughs> you know, and he, I was like, "Oh, I need a massage. I never got one." Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> 
You studied to be a massage therapist. Went to school and everything, girl. I had a table and everything. And I said, oh, I get to get a massage for free. And right. he was like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, focused. I'm like, focus on what? Like, I can't get no massage? So I was like, no, nah, you one of them. Like, yeah, you're, you're not going to benefit me. Right. Because right. if you was coming in with the benefits, you're right. You could fix something. Yes. You could fix the siding on the house. And you could plant some stuff. Because, you know, he went in landscaping at one point. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Over the he was just a beautiful black man, but he was scatterbrained, as they call it. He was all over the place, but I never reaped the benefits of all these different career choices. You should put that in your standard. That's I funny. I do. Okay. <laughs> you know, so. I just realized I'm that so, dude, but I ain't getting no benefits from my woman. What you mean? No, no you benefits. Benefits. <laughs> What you mean you ain't getting no benefits? What? You ain't getting no trips to the Bahamas? He's talking about me and Sherry. <laughs> Thank you. He tripping. He get benefits. Not the kind he wants. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to find somebody that's not in the friend zone. Right. <laughs> because it's COVID, he don't want to be with nobody. He want to be with the safe bitches. <laughs> what, is safe? What, what, is safe? What, what is the safe one? COVID free. <laughs> Okay, so okay. They just skipped over AIDS to COVID. <laughs> wow, wow. We are more afraid of COVID than we are HIV right now. Yep. That's not good. <laughs> Yikes. Got a point. Wow. Um, uh uh. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. We have been up for We've a long working. time. We, we worked with a, a 10 hour day? Yes, we worked a 10 hour on day. Cedric Entertainer's show called The Neighborhood. Yes. And we play the pink ladies. Yes. And that's why I have on this hair because I was natural in the last yes, show. That's right. But they, they didn't want my natural. And I had a blonde hair. Yep. So I went with braids. Mm -hmm. And we still play these characters. Uh, and it's very funny. So you all got to watch The Neighborhood yes. on CBS. Uh, it was good to be back. It was good to be It was back. fun. It's it's about, I think I've been on a set with so many comics. Now because that he, was fun. Look, he has writers that are comics, producers that are comics, and then yes. said the I actors mean, okay. It was so much. It was crazy. Fun. And Cedric, the entertainer, is insane. When y'all see this episode, y'all so gonna be dying because me and so Kim. Funny. I, I, you know, I had to put some on because I kept peeing on myself. Oh yeah, I, I peed and, <laughs> and I hurt my stomach muscle. I got a Oh, so you, you played the okay? Cause I, I, I yeah, three. Oh, okay, she, yeah, I played Regina. Regina, yeah. I'm okay. the toy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be funny. It's gonna be funny. We the pink ladies. We the pink yes. ladies. Off the chain. Right. See, look at you. So. Oh, and I want to tell everyone, and then you can tell your what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. I just found out that that um, series I did with Ray Romano on mm -hmm. HBO Max will be out on March 31st called Made for Love. Yay! Well, I played a nun, so I'm very excited about that. Hilarious. Now, you've done a lot of stuff. What, what have you, you been doing? You played a nun. Yeah. Yeah. Played Shut nun. up, yeah. Andre. <laughs> that means anybody can be redeemed, honey, and find their way back to the Lord. Okay. <laughs> yes. What do you have coming out? Uh, you guys can check me out on season two of Never Have I Ever on Netflix. We just wrapped shooting uh, season two. Uh, that's the uh, show that's based on Mindy Kalick's life as a teenager. I play Principal Grubbs, and uh, I'm just my mother. I'm totally my mother. Because <laughs> <laughs> your mother was, was, my mother was educated for 35 years. So. Wow. Second grade. Second grade. Yep, and I still can't say eight in her house. Right. <laughs> I want to make sure everyone knows that everyone thinks it's Coco Brown. That is not her name. <laughs> Her name is really uh, Farah, which is beautiful, but yes. her name that she goes by is Coke 
Coca. Coca. Coca Brown. Let it roll off your tongue, honey. Coca, Coca Brown. Coca, Coca Brown. Brown. Not mm-hmm. Coco Brown, which I've been knowing her for years. And not Coca Cane. Before. <laughs> what? The, what? Huh? Okay. I'm just saying that. Even me. though I've been told I have that effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I've like been good. told. I've been told I have that cocaine effect. Yeah. That's why dude didn't want to let you go. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, they always come back. <laughs> they always relapse, honey, and try to come back. What do you do? Uh, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Let's just say I grew up around white women. Oh, <laughs> Coca! Ooh, Andre is silly. Y'all are very silly. <laughs> Okay. None. <laughs> we were trying. The reason why we this, had to look, our sponsor okay. is. Come on now, dude. We gotta be careful. We have a sponsor. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Andre gotta go. He about to mess up y'all. He about to mess up. Make us have to do another one. Right. <laughs> we was about to get in the male female talk, and you done jacked it up. What is That's that? Joshua. Hilarious. Alexa. Uh, you know what? My son calls me on the phone. He makes announcements on Alexa. He couldn't just come downstairs and say, Good night. Good night. No, he did it on Alexa. Hilarious. I got one too, girl. I got one too. So does Joshua walk around the house like a wife beating drawers like he paid bills? Okay, that's because <laughs> my child walks around the house in a white beater and some drawers all day, like he pay bills up in the house, girl. <laughs> I don't walk that's in there. He on the couch in some drawers and a white beater eating some cereal, <laughs> like he don't work the twelve hours. Oh my gosh! I don't. Uh, I don't want to just jump in anywhere. I want to jump in right now. I have a question based on that. There's a tweet that we need to address that is perfect for this moment. So we get the stimulus coming, right? Yes. Check out this tweet. Uh, the, I've got a photo for you. I don't know if you can see this real quick. All right, it's from at Mafioso Row on Twitter. Uh, and it's a screenshot. It says, not my son asking if he get a stimmy. And then, uh, can you read that? Can you see that, Kim? Or you no. want me to just, I'll read it. Was, it. it was okay when it from, was big. Okay, so. It was small. Here we go. So I got a question. That's the son. Mom, what's up? Do I have a stimulus? <laughs> no. And then the son says, I thought children have stimulus or did I not get signed up for one? <laughs> Shout out to Hilarious. at, at Mafioso Row on Twitter. Uh, that's just, that's the, go there, check it out. Give that person some love for their tweet. But the comment section under that is uh, superb. That's oh, I funny. gotta see that. Yes. What, ha- what happens if what happens in your houses if uh, that question gets asked, Coco? I mean, you know, yeah, but you know what? Since I pay for everything and everything's in my name, I keep it. No, but how do you communicate that? How do you put your son in his place? You're saying he's walking around <laughs> like he owns a no, place. You gotta put him in his place. With a juice box and a wife beater and some drawers. And it'd be four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, girl, he... <laughs> but obviously he's seen someone do that before. But ain't no, nobody. I don't walk around like that. And ain't Some no men in my house. I don't know where he gets that from. One but of those he's very comfortable watching. with his semi-nudity. He's very it's, careful. I'm, I'm like, what in the world? I was like, see them big old spots in what? my braids showing my... But well, they fresh. They're fresh. They, they fresh. fresh. You got no new growth. I got it. I got it. No, no new growth. <laughs> I got them redone because I got to do daily pop some more this week. Um, 
So what, this is what was interesting. We were on the set today, mm. Chris, and we, well, for me, haven't been around men, Andre, <laughs> but like real men in so long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Andre's a real man, but you know what I mean. Like he's Andre. Right. right. The virtual talking to me once a week isn't doing it for you. I got it. No. I got it. I got it. It was all these <laughs> men, and usually I don't notice men. I mean, they're just they're right. Like, I know. Uh, it was a lot of beautiful black testosterone. Every room. man, he could look like a troll. <laughs> I was like, look at that. No, I found myself really enjoying that part when I came I in. Was. Like, can I get a what what? And I was like, how you doing? I'm waking. Hey. I hugged every last one of them. <laughs> I hugged extras. Yes, and I didn't realize that a man's chest up against your chest, girl. How good it just feels. the smell of a man. Yeah, yeah, the they were smell they stunk, and I was excited. <laughs> I was like, none of them had that alone. stubble on your face. And I'm mad. I usually put on this oil and smell yeah. really good. Yeah. Of all days, I didn't have it on today. Oh no! And I wear it every day, and I didn't wear it because I wanted. One of those men to just say, mm, you smell so good. And I was going to say, thank you. No, I told a couple of them, I said, follow me, follow me. You know, because I'm not trying to get but a lawsuit. I just had regular body scent today. Do you like regular body scent or do you like a smell? Um, some men just have a very masculine Listen. body scent that just is like a pheromone to me. You know, it's like, ooh, that's a man. That's a man's man. I don't get me wrong, I have a difference between that and funk. <laughs> well, I got a girlfriend who's like a little alcohol on a man's breath, a little B.O. Mm. What? Yes, she loves it. If you are a little drunk and you have worked out. A little tart. You are the man for her. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, I will say this. When I was dating this one guy, he was uh, cutting the grass for me. And when he came in, that smell of grass and sweat and just manhood I felt like a ravenous animal. <laughs> I was like, upstairs, upstairs. I need a shower. I said, I got you. I got you, girl. He didn't make it in the shower. Girl, I, it, grass man. It was grass and sweat and just man. It was just, uh. Maybe it was this just the scent of a hardworking man. It was just it, so you like turned. a rodent. You're like, no, I just I don't know what it was. It just I mean it was crazy. I just got so aroused. Really? I was like, I was like, that is so interesting. What about you, Chris? Do you like the scent of a man? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. my they got my dudes have to smell like gasoline for sure. Uh, wow. <laughs> If you two, real quick, I love whenever girl, uh, women on very popular podcasts scoot over two inches to their left, each of you. Uh, that's one of my favorite things. If you can move your chairs. There you go. You'll be better in the shot. There it is. No, what's the question? Is, is, he said to the left. Remember to your left. Yep, yep. We did this on the set. There you go. Okay. Way, way better. Thank you. Yes. Okay. What was the question, Kim? I'm sorry. Well, do you like a natural smell on a woman or do you like perfume, perfume, oils or? Yeah, it's, it's probably just uh, no smell, like just clean. But then, man, if you do, if somebody has something on, I can say I don't like perfume or smells all you want. But if it reminds you of something or it just hits right, then it's kind of undeniable, huh? Mm. Yeah. I got a, a oil I wear. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! Every man I have to stop wearing it. Just be too much, girl. <laughs> so man, I didn't have it on today. Show me that oil. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put this on. Show me that oil. I need that oil. <laughs> <laughs> I need that oil. Yeah, it really is a nice smelling 
Just really? Yeah, I remember one time there was this man walking down the street in Beverly mm. Hills. This is a white man. Mm. You know, in Beverly Hills. And I walked past him, scared the mess out of him because I was looking like Mom's Mabley. <laughs> I look crazy. But right. he went past me and I'll never forget it. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, excuse me, sir. I said, what is that you have on? Mm. I damn, it was damn near it was a commercial. Mm. I never forget the man turned around. He said, it was Izzy Miyake. Izzy Miyake. Yeah. I never smelled anything like that. Oh. And I was in love with that strange white man. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's something as simple as like uh, a lotion you use or something? Anybody ever catch that? Yeah, I used to love this one guy that I did it way back in the day. He always smelled like Palmer's cocoa butter. And I just, it, it was just, really? it so, just, it was somebody co weird. Cocoa butter will do it. That, that's a memorable. Yeah, cocoa, he always smelled like cocoa I, I think butter. It's, I think it it's associating it with a, a specific person or something. Because, yeah, if I smell cocoa butter, I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, something's, mm -hmm. something's making me happy. I like Jergens on somebody. Yeah, the, 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 the old, the cherry almond, that old school. It reminds me of my grandmother, though. True. If I smell oh, a man with that, I'm going to be like, ooh, you remind me of Big Mama. Okay. <laughs> cocoa butter is nice, though. I do yeah, like cocoa butter. And um, uh, it's funny. It's like, I love a good smelling man, but... You know, I like when dudes wear oils, like you know, like those those real woke brothers be wearing like well, Egyptian yeah. and Kush. But sometimes and, they be wearing frankincense and myrrh. Right, girl. <laughs> and, and you smell like the Bible. I can't. <laughs> you smell like the whole Bible. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think about sinful things. And you smell hell, like man. you smell like Genesis twenty three twelve. <laughs> now, Kim. Coca, if I if I walk in and I smell like a wet Labrador, is that just expected, or I mean, is that I mean, how does no, that work? No, oh, okay. but I would be okay. like, baby, you giving me, you giving me. Because Chris me. thinks that when white people get wet, and he white, smell like that's something. You, he like, I don't know. No, that's he, what you think. Oh, you like it? Okay, you mulatto. No, he's, white. No, okay. he's white. Okay, show me the quadruple. Show me that picture of you in those mustard pants. We don't need to show that. We don't need to have that up there. <laughs> Girl, he got a picture of him in his pants. Right. And, and he got some mustard pants on. And then, no way. Chris, you over there? Chris, you over there <laughs> blasting Holly Favorite? You over there blasting Holly Favorite, Chris? All I did, all I did was get some lotion. Really? Get some skin so soft. Ooh, you over there blasting Holly oh. Favorite, Chris? Let me find out. We might need to make us some beige babies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said, you were taking his notes. This will smell too. That my Avon, that's so soft. That reminds me of like all my aunties growing up. Yes, keep it the smells like summer. That oil? They used to spray that oil. oil. Yes. yes. Do you guys use that against mosquitoes in the summer? Do you have that skin uh, so yes. soft? Yeah, yeah that's that's what makes me think of summer. Yeah. No, the mm. mosquitoes out here. Let me tell you something. They drink this for water. Yes. Oh, they got the killer mosquitoes out there. <laughs> they don't care. They go right through. Ooh, thank that's you. Georgia for you, honey. The mosquitoes out there wear Timberlands. Uh, <laughs> Girl, now, how long have you lived in Atlanta? I've been here five years now. Five years. Okay. Do you like it? Uh, no, not really. Are you going to move back here? I want to really bad. I do. I mean, there, no disrespect. Yeah, but people that ain't really got like, it. You know, like for us, we wouldn't work. We don't work there, right? Because they don't want to pay us, right? You know what I'm saying? True. They'd rather get somebody look like us, right? And pay okay. them forty dollars. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it, it's it's difficult, you know, and then they still cast all the big stuff out here in New York. Yes. You know, and then they have a stigma. If you say I'm an, I'm based in Atlanta, they assume you're an Atlanta actor, which they have this whole issue with. It's crazy. It's just, no. Oh, okay. No. I didn't know that. And I realized that after I got there, that it was like, ooh, this ain't conducive for me. That's why you always finding me here. Yeah. I work out here 90% of the time. Oh. What about, what about huh? people leaving Los Angeles? I've gotten a lot of calls from people out here asking me for my real estate agent. It is like a mass blacksmith. Really? There's comedians. There's comedians. Yeah, people are picking Austin, Texas, uh, Nashville, Atlanta. Just depends on your scene. New York may be uh, losing a lot of people too. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of calls wow. from people that know I live in the industry, that know I live in Atlanta, and they're calling me. Am I? I've sent my real estate agent so much work that she told me if I ever sell my house, she will not take commission. <laughs> That's amazing. Because I've sent her so many clients. Mm-hmm. People are calling me left and right. Kim, what's your backup city? Uh, Sierra Leone. Take really? Me. Ghana. Take me with you. You going uh, across the water. He said, take me with you. You might throw off everything, Chris. You can't go oh, Chris might get But I will take you, Chris. I can take you. My other backup city is uh, Savannah, Georgia, and Charleston. There you go. Savannah's nice. a great city. Nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hot. Yeah. You, yeah, but muggy, beautiful, muggy. Very muggy, but yeah, beautiful. and all them trees with all that stuff hanging down gonna remind you of strange fruit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, damn the weeping willow trees. <laughs> they, every time I'm in Savannah or Charleston, I see them trees. Yeah. I just be like, ooh, child, yes. You, you got to take the white approach. It reminds you of Forrest Gump. They've got the bench in Savannah. <laughs> You're right about that because they had all those trees going down his his lane to his house. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> you, oh, you got it. You got it. You got it. Is it time to wrap up? <laughs> I just went to go. Okay. You're gonna throw hey, us some questions. So, okay. Yeah. Well, you can. Yeah. You can blame. Uh, you can talk to. Well, either way, Coca, you're going to Dallas. Uh, Kim, how yes. do you fe- how do you feel about Coca heading out? For more dates on the road, she says they're going to be safe. Texas is wide open, but the club says they're going to take care of her. Kim, what's uh, what are you? We're talking about doing shows, and we are looking at St. Louis stuff and everything. It's like got to be super, super careful. It's really hard to make decent money on all that stuff. Kim, mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, let's let's hear your thoughts on Coca going to Dallas this weekend. Is that where you going? Yeah, this weekend. Uh huh. Arlington Improv. Oh, I love Arlington. Yeah, that's a great club. It's a great club, club. but is it going to be half full, half capacity? Well, they told me that uh, they're still implementing the mask mandate, Mm -hmm. but they will be operating at full capacity. What? Mm -hmm. Yep. When I went there for a benefit, I know, I went there for a benefit. Uh, This might have been August, maybe, and they had partitions and it was half capacity. They had a huge partition. He told me that partition is still there, though. Oh, because a huge, clear partition in front of the stage. So if they laugh and they can't get nothing on you, and you, you're, you're oh, kinda, there's a partition. Yeah, there. like that plexiglass. Oh, they I thought the they just gonna let just let the people. But they're gonna pack the club, but they'll pack the club out if they get that many sales, which I'm hoping they do. 
But I told them because when I first heard out, you know, found out that Texas was opening wide up, I, you know, wide open. I called the club and I said, "Look, right. I don't feel comfortable coming here, and I got a room full of people breathing on." Yes. Me. And they were like, "No, Coco, we're going to still implement the mask mandate, but we are going to let the you know sell to full capacity. If so." but we will make sure that you're safe. And I'm like, okay, he said, staff still has to wear masks. Patrons have to wear masks, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'll deal with that. Cause I've been doing shows, you know, since June, you know, they've been sporadic, but I've still been doing shows. Really? Mm -hmm. And most of them, you know, only a few clubs, I was like, okay, let me go get tested because they, they were handling the COVID precautions. But the majority of the clubs girl, be on point. Which they, club, they gonna, which, which club? I didn't know which club in Florida was that, Coco? Uh, this was called Off the Hook Comedy Club. Oh, and, was it in Florida? Uh, yes, in Florida. Uh -huh. That's, I, was, I was just making fun of Florida. Wow, that was a good no. guess. <laughs> yep, I went down there right before they had Right, that, that was funny because I just got it when she said there was a couple of clubs. You were like, which club in Florida? Yeah, Chris. <laughs> That's true. They're off the chain there. Yeah, They're, I went they, there shows right before they had that big outbreak. They've just announced a big UFC event in Florida in April. 15,000 people wide open. No no restrictions. Oh, <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. There could be some uh, some precautions in place. But, yeah, they're going all in. I don't know. I, I don't know if Florida's worse off than the rest of us. They've been open pretty much. Well, I mean, Georgia been wide open. Yeah. Georgia been wide open because when I'm wide there, open. Yep. Florida wide open. Okay. Uh, now, tell us about your feature. You were telling me about your feature, Coca. Kim, yes, you got to hear about Shun. this guy. Yeah, Eric Shun, the soul Korean. Uh -huh. He looks like a young Mr. Miyagi, and he loves black women. <laughs> Where is this? My feature for me in Texas. Oh, he takes you. Yeah, oh, I take him with me. He's called the soul Korean, Eric Shun. And he, he, looks, he, does, he, looks, he looks like a young Mr. Miyagi. But he he keep a bad black woman on his arm. What? Or he keeps one. I've 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 had other black comics going. That's his woman. I'm like, he's like, what are you doing? I said, I don't know, hypnotizing him, putting some jade, <laughs> Japanese blossoms in that tea. I don't know. No, 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 no. He, he he keep jade. a bad junk on his arm, honey. Yes, what? he do. And he owns what club? He doesn't. He's my feature. He's my <laughs> opening comic. He's my opening comic. Shut up, Chris. He's my opening comic. I was like, Mister, I was trying to put it together. He goes with, where's he from? From Originally, he's from New York, but he lives, but right now he lives in Charlotte. And he flies in and meets He flies you. in wherever I'm at, he flies and meets me because he's a truck driver. What? He's, he's, in, the, he's, he's in the reserves and, he, uh, and he's a truck driver. And he's Asian. And he's Asian. None of this makes sense. I know, right? And I ain't never seen an Asian truck driver. Nope. And okay. girl, when I say every club we go to, it'd be a bass of stuff in there, green room talking about, I'm here with Eric. I'm like, damn, what is you doing? <laughs> I think you over there putting some Buddha spells on them or something. Bobby, <laughs> call. They be bad. I'd be like, what? All right. <laughs> I got to know, Kim, what's the rest of your week look like? What are you working on? Everybody always loves hearing about this stuff. You got the Raymond stuff coming out. You've been working with Cedric. You got Daily Pop. What's on the schedule for the week? Well, I'm going to go to bed in a minute. Uh, we have Daily Pop every day. Uh, literally, literally a minute. Yeah, in a minute, right here on the podcast. And then this week, I have... Ooh, I got lots of things to do. Oh, we're getting ready for Call Your Mother. I think that's coming out. Uh, with you with and Sherry. Sherry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, just working on things. I got a couple pitch meetings and, you know, we're doing the neighborhood. We just finished, mm-hmm. unless they call us in tomorrow, mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Um, got to get back on my WW journey. I've gained a couple pounds and, you know, I got to keep it sexy and cute. <laughs> you doing good, girl. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got a lot. She does so good. They didn't even notice I lost 25 pounds. Congratulations, Kokra. <laughs> That's great. That's like, so great. He's <laughs> <laughs> pounding in the corner. Thank you. Kim, I, I'll, I'll apologize for making you so comfortable all the time that you, th- that you thought it was okay to gain some weight back. That's my, that's my bad. You're that so comfortable good. talking to me all the time. I get it. Uh, Coca, let's, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and steer this out of here. Coca, you did the, uh, you did the clubhouse. Uh, you said that's a weekly thing. Let's get, get some, get some plugs in and we'll get you guys the best. Absolutely. Uh, on clubhouse on Mondays and Fridays, um, I do, uh, a club called emotional soul food. And it's where you can come to a safe place to vent about things that have happened during your week that you may feel some type of way talking to anybody else. You can come and get it off your chest because we're all about making sure that you're healthy emotionally and mentally. I love that. And I love that you actually have some, uh, you have some cred coming behind that. A lot of my short experience on Clubhouse, it felt like there were a lot of people that didn't know what they were talking about claiming to be experts. And uh, so it's nice to see somebody with some real cred. Yeah. I mean, like right now the club is going on right now, but I've got, two doctors, two professors, and a young girl who has a story that's amazing. And they're my, the moderators. They're just running, running it right now, just bringing people up and letting them vent, get stuff oh. off their chest. They're offering advice. Uh, we have what, a life coach on there. She's offering free sessions. Honey, they're going to they're gonna be on it for about three hours, if not longer. <laughs> that's amazing. You can have a whole lot on their chest. But wow. it started because I had to vent about my ex-husband one day, and it just turned into a revolution. Right. <laughs> More of that. Yeah, and next thing I know, everybody's like, girl, you got to keep this going. We needed this. And that's how emotional soul food came about. Mondays Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, 
For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.